signals for the Baltimore Colts. Unitas gives to Amici. The Colts are the world champions. Amici scores. That's amazing. Sensational. Dramatic. Hard-running. Exciting. Thrilling finish in the history of college football. California has won the game. Go crazy, folks. This is Phil Steele. This is Mike Burnham. This is Wester. This is Mike Ashley. Woo, mercy, this is handsome Jimmy Vane, the Boogie Woogie Man. Hey, guys, I'm ESPN's Marty Smith, and you're listening to Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Are you ready to rock? Are you ready to rock? Okay, let's do it. You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network, 101.7, 103.5, and 1460. Simulcasting on 710 WFNR. Streaming online at WRADradio.com and the tune-in app for your phone. Join the conversation now on the Long and Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900. Now your host, Rick Watson. Rick Watson. I love, I love, I love my calendar girl. Yeah, sweet calendar girl. I love, I love, I love my calendar girl. Each and every day of the year. January, you start the year off fine. February, you're my little Valentine. March, all about you down the aisle. April, you're the Easter Bunny. Calendar girl philosophy might be the way to go. Alright? It's the Valentine's Day edition of the program. <laughs> Hope you're doing okay wherever you might be here on this Tuesday. I mean, by the time you got to the end of March, I'd be getting a little tired of the nagging and so forth. Then you go into April, you kind of start a you. 639-4900 is the Baker Team Hotline. Text line's open, 744-2990. Neil Sadaka, by the way. He's into September. There we go. Had to get through all the months there. Mike Burnup, Jermaine Farrell in hour number two, David Smith, lead off hour three, and Daquan Smith scheduled to be in studio, Radford basketball. Big one coming up on uh, Thursday on uh, national TV once again. So uh, we'll have Quan in, leading Radford in scoring. Always a good conversation. So we got a full program for you today. Oh, and here we go, guys. Today is the day, the most pressurized day. First of all, let's just get this out of the way. Valentine's Day is the most 
fabricated, corporate-created <laughs> holiday of them all. All right? I mean, it was basically created by Hallmark. All right? I mean, come on. But in any event, today's the day that if you're a dude and you have a significant other, it's your day that you have to come through. Right? This is being on the free throw line after the clock has expired and your team is down two. You're on the road. You're facing the student section. They're waving the foam fingers, the signage. And you have to knock down both freebies on the road to send it to overtime. That's what it is today, gentlemen. If there's someone that you need to shower with a gift or two today. Because if you don't, you're going to leave that arena. If you make just one of two, you're going to fall short. You're going to lose. It's going to be a tough one to absorb. The fans aren't going to let you forget about it anytime soon. In this case, the fans being your significant other. And you're going to have to work really hard, kind of like you'd have to go back to practice the next day, put it behind you to try to get in position for another win. And you don't know when that next win may come. <laughs> I mean, you don't come through and hit the free throws on Valentine's Day. You, you may not have some victories for a while, if you know what I'm saying. So, yep, yep. Today's the day. Can't wait to see the numbers. They always talk about how much money is spent, the millions of dollars that's spent on certain things, whether it be flowers, candy, jewelry, whatever it might be. But uh, good luck today. Hope it works out for you. And I hope you remember that uh, you heard it here. We tried to give you that advice, tried to give you that push in the right direction. And here's hoping you haven't procrastinated if you want flowers because you can't get them the day of. Very seldom you can. But you got to get it done. What's more, you got to get it done. Like you hear on the program from NFL Films. Wow. I'm just trying to think about the other side of it too. New relationships, you know, and you're going to spend money to try to impress her even more. And then a month later, she's with Eddie <laughs> wearing the bracelet that you got her on Valentine's Day. So I think you need to spend, there's levels of spending, right? Whatever your relationship might be, you have to look at it. Well, it's a sports-based show, so let's, let's look at it from a sports perspective here. Let's say you have a, a veteran relationship, right, that's going on maybe its second big contract. You're very pleased with the production offensively from your better half. 
So therefore, you need to invest probably a little bit more because you know for three, four years, whatever that first contract was, things are going pretty well. Then there's the rookie contract, and that one's even more important because if the person you're with is still under that rookie contract, I mean, they've been trying to build up enough credit to earn the promotion into Valentine's Day gifts for the veteran contract. (laughs) So you may have to just, maybe that's where you get surprised. You may not feel as obligated because you're still under the rookie deal, but you might want to say, hey, how about we just go ahead and negotiate an extension right now? And that might mean a more elaborate gift or two today. Then you have the recruiting portion that I just talked about. You got to be careful there, right? Kind of like the NIL, you go back to the Florida situation. Might be a lot of, might be a lot of uh, things you're offering. <laughs> big, big promises made. Then you don't come through. And then we see that recruit go ahead and say, well, that's fine. I'm not going to enroll at your school. I'm going to move somewhere else. Well, so you have to be careful at all stages. Wilbur says, if you don't get her anything, it's going to be six more weeks of winter. (laughs) On the text line, 744-2990. That is correct. It won't matter what... Jim from Smithfield told us about not seeing a shadow. If you don't come through today, winter is going to be defined differently in your life. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely it would. (laughs) Danny says... What about the forcing of a trade on Valentine's Day? Is that like a trading deadline? Well, I don't know. I don't know about that aspect of it, Danny. Maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> uh, but everybody, I hope you have fun. I hope it's, uh, I hope it's a, a very productive day in whatever mode that you try to uh, handle it today. And I always like to see the breakdown of all the money that's spent. Super Bowl, by the way, was the third most watched television event ever. This is why Roger Goodell smiles and won't ever answer any questions seriously about the officiating. This is why, for the most part, the owners and and all these folks just kind of look the other way and just grin. Uh, huge ratings, as we knew would be the case. Nobody is surprised by it. Um, 113 million viewers, the largest audience to watch the Super Bowl in six years. That's a lot. 118.7 million stayed to watch the halftime show. The second most since Katy Perry's performance in 2015. Shows you you can't really go by equating the high numbers of watching the halftime show with the quality of said halftime show when you're looking at Katy Perry having the most. And I think people were probably watching just hoping she would be naked at some point. 
Following the game, the season two premiere of something called Next Level Chef retained a 15.5 million total viewers, one of the smallest audience for a Super Bowl lead-out, because nobody cares about these horrible reality shows anymore. Last year's Super Bowl with the Rams and the Bengals was 112.3 million viewers. The average rating across the country, anthems. Um, Chris Stapleton's national anthem around the nation received a total of an A-. And the halftime show by Rihanna got a C-. See, that's what I was saying yesterday. Wasn't offensive. You didn't walk away shaking your head. You just kind of felt, okay. She's, uh, she's mouthing it. I respect that she's pregnant and she's out there doing all that. That wasn't easy. I've always liked Rihanna's attitude, you know. She's kind of got this, you know, when she tells you something, she means it. Just wasn't overwhelming. It was just kind of there. It was okay. A C, C minus, that's kind of what I said yesterday. I get it. That's good. And Stapleton nailed it, as I also said yesterday, as many of you understand. That was really good, standing there with his guitar on the, doing the anthem. That was good. But the NFL can um, just sit back and roll in more money because they know they'll be able to raise the rates advertising for the postseason again next year. they got the new deal coming in with YouTube for the Sunday ticket. More millions and billions lining the pockets of these owners. Meanwhile, us, me, you, and others, the fans, the ones who truly love the game, identify with our teams, will suffer as the officiating will continue to be overlooked. Because the bottom line is, they know they're going to pull the numbers when it matters the most. And that's a big one. I mean, you think about nearly half the country watching your event. I mean, that's... You can't really put a value on that. Whatever It's almost as if whatever they're charging these mega corporations for advertising, it's not enough, right? It's crazy. But there you have it. I guess the flip side, the good side is that that many people are watching, even if they're just a casual fan, saw that flag be thrown at the end of the game that basically ended the game. And maybe more questions start to come, more scrutiny. Likely not, though. All right, we're just getting started. we got a loaded-up show today with Mike Burnup, Jermaine Farrell, David Smith, and Daquan Smith from RU Hoops. Don't forget, guys, don't dawdle. Valentine's Day. It's a big one. Litmus test. Whatever level of the relationship you're in. We'll be back. More coming up. Stay with us. Here on a Tuesday. Going to be a nice day in the hood. About 60 degrees today. Miss something? Oh, you missed that? Well, here it is. Listen to Big Dog Sports Talk anytime. Yeah, we missed you so much. Available wherever you get your podcasts. BDSD will return in a moment on WRAD.
telling you to be sure to listen to Big Dog Sports Talk with that sorry rascal Rick Watson. Twenty-six minutes past the hour. Hope you're okay wherever you might be here on this Tuesday on Valentine's Day. Six three nine forty nine hundred seven four four twenty nine ninety. Michigan State has canceled athletic events for 48 hours after yet another campus shooting across this country happened last night. Three people were killed, five others wounded. A little after 8 o'clock last night, a shooter opened fire. Shooter then killed himself, 43-year-old man. And... Everybody's going to keep asking the same questions. Why, why, why? Well, once someone's mind decides to make this decision, there is no asking why. This is just someone who wanted to destroy other people's lives before he took his own. I mean, you can't try to climb into the head of someone who has this thought process. So, from a sports perspective, Michigan State's basketball teams were off Monday night. The uh, men's team was scheduled to host Minnesota on Wednesday and other programs. Everything's just going to be shut down. You'll hear about this as the day goes on. The media will likely uh, put it into a certain category, as they normally do, when it doesn't serve their own policies or topics they are pushing. But it's a very sad state. And we always, I think, here in the New River Valley, have a lot more sympathy and empathy toward this since, unfortunately, the one that, I don't know, you can't say it was the first, but you just remember what happened at Virginia Tech, and everyone still goes back to that. And it's just, um, you know, it's um, as you get older, you realize it, and boy, oh, boy, I'm glad my children are older now because I can't imagine trying to raise young kids in this world where it's going. It's uh, it's an evil place. It's an evil, evil place. And it seems like it's getting uh, more so all the time. And I think it comes from a direct result. The media and politicians working so hard to separate everyone, to put people in a category, whether either by race, your religion, your politics, your wealth, whatever it might be. I mean, what did you expect? All it is is about division, division. This group is bad. This group is not bad. You're this if you disagree. No, no, you're this if you don't agree with me. I hate you. And then we wonder... With all the constant crap that's shown on TV and all the promotion and with the fact that so many people want to allow criminals and don't want to prosecute and they don't want to take care of the law and uphold the law and everybody wants to crap on police officers, the people that are out there trying to protect us. Do we wonder, do we really have to ask the question why when it's just being fed there by the current system, right? And then these innocent people, they're just walking around trying to live their lives and get their education end up losing their lives. And everyone's going to ask, why? Why did it happen? 
when all the answers are right there clearly in front of everybody's face and the media will just continue to stoke that fire because they don't give a damn about you and they don't give a damn about me. We'll take a break. We'll come back. we got a lot going on on the program today on a Tuesday. All right, guys, take care of it. It's Valentine's Day. We'll be back. Daquan Smith scheduled to join us today on the program. Seven four four twenty nine ninety on the text line. Hope everybody's uh, doing okay. Sixty degrees today. Then some rain coming in. No problem with that whatsoever. We're officially now in the middle of February, exactly in the middle of the month, unless it's a leap year. And we still haven't had any measurable snowfall. They missed it over the weekend. All those meteorologists, (laughs) I'm sorry, weather folks, just gushing at the fact they kept on teasing that Oh my goodness, we're going to have a snow event on Super Bowl Sunday. It's going to be so bad. I know some people in the higher elevations and toward the border westward got some snow, but here in the New River Valley, all the local folks were just beaming with the fact that we were going to get some precipitation. We were coming back from Charleston from the RUCSU game and Thinking, uh oh, we're going to be driving right through that front, man. It's going to be tough getting over the mountain. Nothing. Some rain, but nothing. Absolutely nothing. And then, of course, it rained all day Sunday. Heavy, heavy rain. And I'm not sure Leo Hirschburner has been heard from since we didn't get the snow. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Mr. Snow Machine. Maybe he went had to get another fuse for his snow machine. Now, I know we're not out of the woods. I'm taking a victory lap now that we didn't get the wintry weather. 
And I know it's going to happen at some point. I mean, we're going to get hit hard, but it's not going to be this week because the high temperatures through Friday are going to be around 60. So it's going to be maybe get through February and then we might get hammered in March. That happens a lot. But I'm digging it. I really am. Baseball and softball season. Softball season's already begun. Tech had a big weekend. Baseball season, college baseball gets underway this week. Spring training's around the corner. Pitchers and catchers report. First signs of sports spring. That, of course, with the college basketball conference tournaments. Then March Madness. I mean, there's a lot of... A lot of good sports signals that we're starting to turn the tide. Pretty soon you're going to be talking about spring football. And along those lines, coming up on Friday, Virginia Tech head football coach Brent Pry will join us. We'll get an update on going into year two. And we'll talk about everything they accomplished in the portal and recruiting and see how he's feeling now going into a second season as opposed to a first. So that'll be on Friday. Brent Pry will join us on the program, and uh, we'll get a heat check going into final preparations for spring football. So Wayne says, <laughs> you know, Wayne, you're right. Wayne says, Rick's the heat miser. Now, I am the heat miser. I'm that guy. Look, I fully admit it, all right? I, I I can't stand being cold. Hate it. I'd much rather be... I, but then again, I don't ever feel too hot. Like, when I used to run, used to run, I would go out and jog when it was hot. Not humid, because humidity... humidity that messes with your breathing a little bit. But when it's just hot, I like that because it made my joints, my knees, my ankles, and so forth, it made them kind of limber, loosened up a little bit. I didn't mind running in the heat. I don't ever sit around and go, man, I'm hot. You can always cool off. I just think it's tougher that when you're cold to warm up. And I've always liked being identified, Wayne, with the heat miser. But then you look at the heat miser, and I hope that the work I've put into trying to get rid of extra poundage gets the image of the heat miser out of people's minds when they see me. Because, you know, he was a very portly individual. And I don't understand that either. Why did Snowy, as... Mrs. Claus called him. Why did the cold miser, why, why did he have, you know, the tall athletic build? Why did the heat miser look so portly? <laughs> I mean, I don't understand why he was so portly. He had the cool, almost fire-like hair, but he's very, very portly. Why didn't he have a night? I mean, you would think he'd be the one that would have the more athletic figure because it's warm, right? He's working out. He's able to go outside and do stuff. 
Snow he can't. You know, right? It's cold. He's got snow everywhere and ice. His hair, for God's sakes, is made out of ice. <laughs> yeah. He's got top hats on. He's dancing. He's got... And not only are the heat misers... You know, not only is he kind of a, a portly fellow, well, his little... His little... What are they? Little demons? I don't know what they are. They're, I guess they're perceived to be in hell, which makes no sense. His little dancers? I mean, they're portly. I don't understand. I don't... I just... It's not fair. I, don't, I just don't get it. I just don't understand why that's the case. <laughs> uh, but in any event. Here he comes now, the big hand. Here he comes. Snow Miser is first. I'm Mr. White Christmas. I'm Mr. Snow. I mean... No, no. Snow miser, whatever I touch turns to snow in my clutch. This is Leo Hirschbrenner, ladies and gentlemen. He's the snow miser. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, way ahead of you, Wayne. Waiting now on the same uh, on the same trajectory here. Another text message. You're my dude, Rick. Being cold is a mental weakness, in my opinion. Thank you. I work outside, and your mind is the problem, not the cold. I never want to know a day that's over 40 degrees. Right. Somebody, I just don't like to be cold. I mean, don't, don't tell me that you have to have the temperature at a certain, you know, you have to be cold. All right, so that's the snow miser. All right. And I like it when they go to the, well, the warm section that looks like hell. Here we go. Here's my dude right here. But my God, it looks like he drinks a six-pack every night. I mean, I'm too much. You just get a bad rep. Yeah, and there are the little dudes in their hats, and they're they're portly. My man, though, eating fire like like hot wings. You know what's a good show, by the way? He's too much. I don't know the name of it, but you'll have this dude, and he's sitting there, and uh, he's eating wings with a celebrity, and then they do like a heat check as they're just having a casual conversation. I watched the one the other day with Stone Cold Steve Austin, and the guy, he's, he's this bald dude, and they're, they're just eating wings. Salma Hayek was on that show. That was the first one I ever saw. 
and they're talking about their career, and he's interviewing them as they're sitting there trying these wings. It's a great idea, a great premise for a show. I don't know the name of it, but I really like it. And I'm, I guarantee you people know what I'm talking about. But, you know, I don't know who all's been on there. I think Ronda Rousey's been on there. It's been on for several seasons. And the dude's a good interviewer, you know. He's just trying to talk, and he's just generally interested in these folks. And they're talking back. It's casual. And they're trying wings. <laughs> they're just eating wings. Right? And by the way, you know, by the way, you have the right woman in your life when she wants to sit down and eat chicken wings with you. If her suggestion on Super Bowl Sunday was, hey, we have to get wings, then, hey. I love you, sweetheart. Ooh, what a great dual Valentine's Day gift that would be. If you have your better half who likes wings, you just get wings and then you can also enjoy it. (laughs) I mean, that's much more of a satisfying meal. And you don't have to worry about wasting calories on candy and all that stuff. You just share some wings. You could get wings and you could put them in one of those big heart-shaped boxes, right? That would work. Just open up the box, the big heart, and it usually has, what, the 20, 25 candies in it. Instead, there's chicken wings. I mean, that would be awesome. Find a woman like that. That's a woman you just, you you ask to marry you pretty quickly. (laughs) All right, it's called Hot Ones. It's called Hot Ones. There we go. Yeah, that's it. Thanks, Wayne. Pretty good show. I don't know what it's on. I think I I saw it on, I don't know. They were showing like a little marathon of it on uh, one of the channels, and I was watching some. I thought it was pretty cool. Pretty cool the way he conducts the interview. And tell you one thing, Stone Cold Steve Austin, he went way up on the heat meter. He impressed the guy. A lot of them... Selma didn't last very long. Some of them, Ronda Rousey, didn't last very long. But some of them now, those dudes can just, and gals, they can ingest those wings, man. The heat check on the wings, it's uh, it's crazy. Good premise for a show, though. All right? Now, see, now I have peeps going back to yesterday. For some reason now, this reputation of things that didn't happen. See, you're just being like the media now. Nice try, Rick, but by wings, you really mean broccoli, cauliflower, poppers. Well, no. (laughs) And besides, they were broccoli Brussels (laughs) poppers. But in any event, I don't want it to be cold. Hate being cold. You can always cool off when you're hot. You can't always get warm. So, there you go. There you go. (laughs) All right, 10 minutes from the top of the hour. We'll take a break. Hope you're okay wherever you might be. Wrap it up hour one. And I hope all is well with you in your world. 
Remind you what's ahead on a busy, busy, busy guest second and third hour. Stay with us. He won't sit, but oh boy, does he speak. More big dog sports talk next on W. Coming to the rapid conclusion of our opening hour, Mike Burnham scheduled to lead off hour two. Jermaine Farrell. After that, David Smith and Daquan Smith scheduled to be in studio of some Radford Hoops. Congrats to Georgia Amore, by the way. Not only she have another huge game, past the 1,000 points. Buoyed on by her appearance on the show, she went out and had a big game against uh, Florida State. Taking full credit for that one. Carolina loses again last night. Miami gets them at home. 80-72. to 72. Miami's, Miami's the best team in the ACC. I think they are. I'll take Miami's offensive firepower over Virginia's constant grinded-out attack. How about that? I'm going to make that statement. We'll see how Miami handles Virginia Tech coming up. Coming to Blacksburg. I mean, UVA couldn't handle Virginia Tech in Blacksburg. NC State, Syracuse, Notre Dame, Duke, BC, Pitt tonight. But I think the Miller kid down low, and then, of course, that backcourt. I'm going to ask Mike that question. With Wong and Pack, their bench supplies just enough. They can go. Larry Nagel likes to go eight, about eight deep. They got 21 wins. On the season after last night. Carolina again. Okay, back to 16 and 10, 8 and 7. Most underachieving team in recent years, given all the hype down in Chapel Hill. But yeah, I believe Miami is the best team in the conference. They can light it up. I think they don't necessarily hang their hat on defense, but they have capable defenders. Larenager runs a lot of good stuff, man. He runs a lot of good stuff to free up his shooters, and they uh, they play with a lot of confidence. That matchup in Blacksburg will tell you a lot about Miami, their ability to go on the road. But they're having a terrific season, and I mean, everybody still falls back on UVA this, UVA that, and they're the highest ranked team in the league, but. You watch the eyeball test between Miami and Virginia when they play, and then you tell me who's the better of the two teams. By the way, Miami beat Virginia. It's a close game earlier in the year. 
They're on a five-game win streak. They finish with Wake. They come to Blacksburg, which will be a tough test for them. And then they've got uh, Florida State, which should be a win, and Pitt. So you're looking at a team who could go into the ACC tournament as the top seed, although they're a game behind Virginia and Pitt right now. Hour two coming up. Mike Burnup scheduled to join us on the Valentine's Day edition of BDST.